Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, friends. Kathleen here, and I appreciate you joining me today for the podcast and this today's podcast is going to be on encouragement hope and help in times of tragedy you know in light of all that has happened in the United States in Uvalde Texas um, it's been a great tragedy I know that there are bad things happening all over the world but I can speak firsthand um, as my husband and I have a home in Uvalde, Texas, and I have been working the past um, weeks with the families. I've been on the crisis support team and as a minister and praying with different families that have lost children, praying with law enforcement, um, with staff from Rob Elementary that saw things they never should have and just with people in general in the community and you know it has rocked our world and our nation the thought that one man could come in and one very troubled young man could come in and take the lives of 19 children and two adults and we still have people in the hospital and that's a lot for a small community of 17,000 in South Texas that's already been strapped because of all the illegals coming over. Uh, Uvalde is not very far from the border. My husband's from Uvalde and so it's been home, you know, for him for a number of years. And I want to say too that it's been a privilege um, to serve and help this community begin to heal. And it's going to be a long long process. You know, as a podcaster, as a columnist for some newspapers, as an author, as a minister, a large part of my ministry the last two decades has been on handling crisis, disappointments, and loss. So I want to speak to some things because I know many of you have indicated, how can I help? How can I help? And I would so appreciate just people from all over wanting to help our community in this time. Um, and we're going to need it as we navigate the days ahead, for sure. Um, if you've never experienced a significant loss, you might be wondering, you know, what you can do. And I'm forever grateful for people that helped me in a variety of ways when I was walking through just a lot of crisis with my mom, with my late husband, with my dad. Um, with losing a baby uh, a number of years ago myself and you really can help and I want to give you a list of some things but before I do that I want to just recap some of the things this week that have been just so sobering for those of you that I know you've seen stuff on the news 
but um, as this little community, I know one of the things that has been just hard and difficult for me personally, we live um, out of town a little bit, and as I drive into town daily, one of the things that I have to go past are two graveyards that are just side by side on Highway 90 and seeing multiple machines there digging graves for children has been just gut-wrenching to be quite honest as I saw that the first day it happened I just burst into tears as I was driving just my heart went out to the families and the loss and to see so much at one time has been very um very sobering. I also went over to that elementary school. It's not very far, only about four miles from our our place there. And um, just seeing all the pictures of the children and the teachers that are lost lives and, and the people that were there, uh, it, you see how, how it has impacted this little community. There have been a number of press from all over, from Canada, the United Kingdom, from all over um, that have come. And so our little town has been overrun with just so many people that it makes it hard to even navigate um, through, the, through the community. But here's what I do know, is God is a God of hope. And God is a God that heals the brokenhearted. And so I want to give you all some tools and encouragement because there's so many that have experienced loss and, and talk to, to some that perhaps might be listening that have lost loved ones in this tragedy. I think one of the best gifts you can give someone that has lost, lost a child that has, is going through a crisis Maybe it's a whole different crisis in your community or around the world. We have listeners from all over the world, and I know y'all have different things that maybe we're not all aware of. But one of the best gifts you can give, number one, is to listen. You know, people experiencing heartbreak don't need answers as much as they need your presence. And in the book of Job, it talks about how his friends, Job's friends, when he had lost his family, when he had lost his his, his cattle and and everything, how his friends sat with him just in the devastation. And so your presence and your listening ear is a great gift. To be with people in pain, I know isn't easy, but as you let them express their feelings, it's a gift. They don't need your answers, but to know that people care, that their heart is hurting is so critical. And oftentimes we don't want to be with people in their pain because we, we don't like seeing them in pain. We want to fix it. We want to move them through. But this is, this is a journey. And I will say that to process grief in a healthy way, it's more like a marathon than a sprint. So, you know, when we care about people, we value them and we honor them by just sitting with them in their pain and letting them talk, letting them vent, letting them verbally process what's going on. And you don't have to have answers. You can just look at them and, 
and just have that great sympathy of, man, I wish I could fix it and I love you and I'm here for you. So just be comfortable with giving people the gift of your presence if you know someone or even someone someone on the peripheral, grandparents, um, aunts, uncles. This whole community is grieving. There's so many ways people are touched and know someone. Um, you can offer specific help. A lot of people say, let me know if you need anything. I had that a number of times. But it was the people that would offer specific things that helped me the most. And in specific ways. Like I had one woman call me and she said, I want to send my yard man over for the next three months. Um, here's his number set up, set up a time, or I've set him up for next, you know, for, for a particular day every month. That's something that was a huge gift to me. When someone would bring dinner or have a meal sent to me or say, you know, when I was widowed, hey, can I take you to dinner next Wednesday at six o'clock? Um, something specific because as you give someone to just some choices of what is within your realm of what you're good at and what you can give, it helps them to be able to choose. And when you can choose somehow death and tragedy, it takes our choice away. And I know that that was just when I had choices, it made me feel like I had a little bit, just a little bit of power. You might say, you know, I want to have your house cleaned or I have one woman offer to come and just do some organization for me because I was dealing with so many things and there were things I couldn't get to and she knew I liked to keep a house that was neat. You might give a gift certificate. I had someone give me a gift certificate for a massage, for a pedicure, for things that were just blessings to me. And at that time, quite frankly, I couldn't afford. So do something specific. I had a gentleman one time call me. It was around winter time. And, and this, this was a couple of months after my husband had died. And he said, hey, Kathleen, I want to bring over a, a cord of wood. I've been chopping wood and I want to bring them over for you. And he came and just stacked them on stacked wood. And it was a huge gift to me huge gift. So do specific things. That's good. Um, another thing you might want to help with is I am trying to just hand out and give away as many of my books, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, as I possibly can to people. And if you want to have help with that, you can go to the donate button on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com and there's a donate button. And if you just indicate that that donation is specifically for books, I will use it to hand out as many as I can just to the different people I'm praying with. I'm going to be doing some seminars on grief and how to navigate through it in the months ahead. And, um, and I, I want to be able, I've just been handing them out, but I, that would be a huge blessing too. Also, if you remember the anniversary of the loss, and you know someone, and this, these are tips for anybody that may have lost a loved one. Um, there are certain widows that I've ministered to throughout the years, and 
I know when their birthday is or when their wedding anniversary was or the anniversary of the death and I'll plug that into my phone and send them a um, that day it's a reminder to me and I just send them a text or a call whatever I feel led to do and say hey I'm thinking about you today praying for you so those birthdays anniversaries those kinds of the anniversary of the death can trigger grief and so when you do that it just there's their hearts are still in that place of um of of mourning although the worst of the world goes on but it's so helpful to know that people were still thinking that they still cared that they hadn't forgotten that i was navigating a very tough road i think the next thing that um is is real important is prayer pray for them pray for their families as they heal um, remember that grief is a process. So in your prayers, you can, you know, just ask God to help them keep moving through the grief and that grief would have a good work in their heart. Those were two of my prayers. Lord, keep me moving. Don't let me get stuck. Let grief have a good work in my heart and my life. I knew I wasn't exempt from the pain just because I was a Christian, but I wanted to go through it and come out in a healthier version of myself. And that was very important. You know, a lot of people say time heals, but I'm going to say time does not heal. Jesus heals broken hearts. It tells us that in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. It says that Jesus, and this was a prophecy of Jesus and what he was called and sent to the earth to do. What it says in verse 1, it says he, Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted. It goes on to say, he came to comfort those that mourn and to give them beauty for ashes. And I know this to be true because I lived it and I, I hung on to it in my time of devastation. I saw God do it. Was grief easy? No, I'm not going to tell you it was. But I have seen on down the road in my journey how God has done that but you know time doesn't heal it's as people turn to the Lord I know many people that I ministered to throughout the years that they can be on down the road in their journey but they haven't had their heart healed and you want to turn to the Lord because he's the only one we can depend on and sometimes my simple prayer was Lord just heal my heart heal my heart um, it tells us in Psalm 147, verse 3, it says, God says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's another promise and one I hung on to. And in the days when I thought the pain would just crush me, um, I would just say, Lord, you promised, bring more healing to my heart in that. So those are some specific ways you can pray. Um, also, praying for our law enforcement there. Our law enforcement there, Border Patrol, DPS, um, policemen, local policemen, they have all been so stretched. I work with a number of them. They've come to my Bible study, their wives have. Um, and they've already been strapped and stretched so much because of the crisis on the border with illegals. And they need encouragement. They need um, people praying for them. 
They need people praying for their families because a lot of the wives are having to carry a big load with the children because the men have been working so many long, long hours. And I think for our community too, another prayer is for peace. Just for peace and peace in the hearts of people. There's been such an anxiety I've noticed just as I've gone through town and run into people um, because everything's turned upside down. And I can say from experience, grief makes you feel that way. It's very sobering just even to go into local stores um, to get groceries or goods that that I've needed. And it, it's like there's such a sorrow in in the community. So pray for peace. Pray for hope to anchor our souls. And also, I want to ask you to pray for unity for our community. There has been, which I'm going to say a lot of this has been incited by the media, but there has been a lot of um, blaming and finger pointing in this. And I get it. You want to blame somebody or people want to blame somebody for their pain. But all the blaming and finger pointing is not going to bring the children back and the adults back that have been that have been taken from us in this tragedy. All that blaming is going to cause dissension. And, you know, God's word tells us in Psalms that he blesses unity. So pray for unity for our little community. And there would be a love. You can pray for me just as I'm going through and, and meeting with families, meeting with people that have experienced a lot of, of trauma. I know God's ability to put somebody's life back together. And that's my hope. That's my prayer. And that's what I can speak out of. Um, and just that, that God would order my steps. I love having divine appointments. And it's one of my prayers in each day. I would encourage you to pray for divine appointments yourself. Um, I have had God just orchestrate things. I was sitting in the Walmart parking lot the other day looking over my grocery list some things I needed to get there and I felt the Holy Spirit say call this person I wasn't even sure I had their phone number but it was a grandmother that had lost a grandchild and she said yeah you know um, please come please come pray and spend some time with us so anyway I have someone at my door and I'm gonna have to run but those are just some ways you can pray for Uvalde next week.